It's God's will. You don't need to walk around. None of you need to walk around with a broken heart. With a heavy heart. You've got to walk around free. Don't ever let your thoughts tell you why or ask why isn't God healed me? Why isn't God set me free? The truth is He has. He has provided all things already. Things that pertain to life and godliness. He has provided them. I realize that what I'm going to say, I, I said probably last year and the year before, what I'm going to say now. Because it came back to me so strong about four years ago. Something that I heard in the mid-80s. I believed it then. But it's like sometimes you let things slip. The Bible talks about you got to hold on to things lest at they, lest any time they slip. And I found myself saying and some old things like you used to like falling into some talk that I hear everybody else say. God promised to heal you. God promised to set you free. And he gave us a promise. And I say, yeah, yeah, he promised. But God got my attention and said, no, healing is not a promise. Not a promise. Now I want you to hear me out. Because right now, some of you will just suck the oxygen out of your, your little area. See, God promised to, rescind a, to send a redeemer. A promise is something that's going to happen that's not yet fulfilled. I promise I'll be there, but I'm not there until I show up. Once I showed up, the promise is over. Now it's happened. God promised to send Jesus. Isaiah prophesied it. Oh, you can read the prophetic words. You can hear the excitement in the heart of God about Jesus coming. I've read those scriptures so many times. Even in, even in uh, Isaiah, uh, where we talk about at Christmas, you know, the government shall be up on his shoulders. And he shall be called Wonderful, the Counselor. And we get so excited about it. That was God's anticipation through the prophet Isaiah about the coming of Jesus that was going to undo and destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. But Jesus showed up. He showed up. And a manger in Bethlehem. And during that time on the earth, in full obedience, he obeyed God at every level. He set himself, for I'll always do those things that please him. He died 
he was beat. Everything God had promised. When he said it was finished, it was finished. So there's no more promise of him healing us. Now it's provided. Now it's provided. I use this example back years ago before they gave engagement rings they would give a promise ring I give you this ring and promise I'm going to marry you but until the preacher says by the power and authority invested in me I now call you husband and wife you are now one that promise is fulfilled now they married He's no longer promised to marry her. They married. Jesus is no longer promised. God did. No, the promise is fulfilled. Healing is fulfilled. The supernatural is fulfilled. The miracle power of God is fulfilled. I'm not living in the realm of promise anymore. I'm living in the realm of provision. I am the healed. I am the free. I am the delivered. We're living in the realm. He said, he talked about, it shall come to pass in that day, in Isaiah, that his burden, the enemy's burden, shall be lifted off of your shoulder, and his yoke from off of your neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. These are things that God promised in Isaiah. But when Jesus stood up that day in the temple, and they handed him the book, and he said, For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the broken heart, to set up free those that are bound, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book and gave it back to the preacher, to the minister of the house. And everybody looked at him. And he stood up and made one of the most profound statements. He said, now. He said, now. Now it is done. Now this is it. Today. 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 These words have been fulfilled in your ear. Today. Let me tell you. You've got to get God out of the realm of promise. And you've got to start receiving Him as the God of the present. You've got to get healing and blessing out of the future. And you've got to get it into the presence right now. He's present right now. I want you to lift your hand. God's present. God's present. When God's present, healing's present. When God's present, miracles are present. When God's present, the supernatural is present. Jesus, you fulfilled it. We don't live in the realm of promise. We live in the realm of provision right now. We live in the realm of provision right now. We live in the realm of provision. We are the redeemed. For you redeemed us from the curse of the law. From poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. We are redeemed. We are redeemed. Don't ever cry out again. Oh, but you promised to heal me. No, 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 no. He'll say, I've, I've, I've provided your healing. See, God's not, right? We don't tell people that to get born again. No, Jesus died. It's already provided. Say out loud, it is provided. It's provided. It's here. It's now. It's for me. 
It's mine. I receive it now. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. So many people miss it. So many people miss it. But it's here, it's now. It's here, it's now. I thank God I don't have to live on a promise. I live in provision. I live in provision. Come on, isn't that good news? I live in provision. I live in provision. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Can't you sense that anointing in this house? I live, you live, we live in provision. It is finished. It is finished. The veil was torn in two. It is finished. Everything that the Father had promised today is the Scripture fulfilled in your ears. It is provided. Provided. Don't say again, one day he's going to heal me. He promised. No. You say today. 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 I'm healed today. I'm healed today. It's amazing. You want to lead somebody into, into the born again experience? You don't say, let's pray. But he may save you tomorrow. He may save you next week. Or he may save you when you feel like it's on you. You say you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus. And you shall be saved. We walk around saying so-and-so got born again. Without seeing an emotion. Without, without having a flip or a flop. A twist or a drop. We believe. But now we have to. Now people have to have something that their eyes see to verify. And to witness. That healing's there. When Jesus did the same thing. He paid the same price at one act of redemption. He healed us. He delivered us. And he brought us into the kingdom with one act of redemption. Don't wait until you feel something to believe something. You believe it because he said it. And he said it because it's finished. He wouldn't tell you that you're healed if you're not. He wouldn't tell you that it's done if it wasn't. Come on. This is where we have to live. This is how we have to believe. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody clap for victory. Come on. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory, glory, glory. Was that all right? Woo. I haven't got to start preaching at all since I've been here. The Spirit of God's been stirring my heart. Say it's provided. It's provided. Hallelujah. Don't say anymore. Don't say anymore that God's going to. God has. Come on. You are the healed. You know, 
I, I remember um, uh, oh I get in this I could just I can just tell things right after another uh, you're always going to you are you're always going to have to put yourself in a place to where you're always going to continue to believe don't ever get to the place where you disconnect and stop believing the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God he that cometh to God must believe that God is what are you gonna believe he's God yeah but you got to believe he is what he's healer he's already way maker he is the God that's more than enough he that cometh to God must believe that God is and that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. When I quoted some while ago, I've said it for a long time when Jesus said, for I always, in John chapter 8, for I always do those things that please God. I said, when I heard that, when I read it, Jesus did faith things because faith is what pleased the Father. He always did those things that pleased God. You know, the presence of God. I want to share a little bit about uh, a thing that we've been talking about staying in there. But I, I made this statement before I closed, if you remember, if you, if you caught it. Uh, I kept saying things like, in the Spirit. You know, we use phrases like praying in the Spirit. Singing in the Spirit. Uh, I, I want to deal with some things. Uh, just, just dealing with the thought of in the Spirit. When we pray, we ask people, you know, that are baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues. We say, we can say, let's pray, let's all pray in the Spirit. Well, most likely 99.99% will start doing what? Praying in other tongues. Because that's praying in the Spirit. But you can start praying in tongues and your mind can be so preoccupied that all you're doing is speaking in tongues. In the Spirit... It's not a how. In the spirit is a where. It's called a life in the spirit. There's something about the understanding about in. There's something about that we can understand that this position that has been referred to as a action, a how, instead of where, there is a place called in the Spirit. Paul said, in him I live. Didn't say with him. In him I live. 
and in him I move. And in him I have my being. There is a place that you preside. It's called in him. That means you understand what that authority is and how that works. And for the longest times, we have just used the term in the Spirit as how you do things. Walk in the Spirit, well, so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, Galatians says. So there's a walk in the Spirit. But then again, there's a revelation that goes with that. It's a positional revelation. It's not a how it's aware again. And I think that so often we get caught up doing. We don't understand about how to be. We're going to have to learn more in these last days on how to walk in him. How to live in him. How to have our being in him. So I came to the conclusion many, many years ago that I can pray in the Spirit even if I'm not praying in other tongues. I thank God I do every day. There's a day goes by that I don't. And I'm going to make sure there's never a day goes by that I don't. Years ago, so this goes back until... Um, uh, let's say it's 19, it's 1997. Angel and I were, we hadn't bought our first home yet. And uh, the Lord was just stirring my heart and waking us up, I don't know, around 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. And I'd lay there and begin to pray. Pray in tongues. Or at that time, I would just call in the Spirit. I still call it in the spirit, but I want to I want to bring a different thought to this tonight because I think it's very important for us to understand and identify some things where God wants to take us. Now I'm gonna preach I'm gonna teach and preach tonight more prophetically out of my spirit than I am line up on line. Things that I've learned how to operate in and move in in this place called in the spirit. I don't know a lot of things, but I do understand spiritual laws. I do understand the spirit world. I do understand what it is to be in the spirit. I do know what it is to be here, but not be here. I understand there is a place in God. I understand that. And so I realized that Angel was awake, and I said, you awake? And she said, yeah. I said, you want to go pray? Little old townhouse, apartment, you know, had an upstairs, downstairs. The living room, dining room, kitchen was just about one big room. And uh, we walked at 4 o'clock in the morning, 4.30, 5 o'clock. You don't want to start kneeling. You may yield to the flesh. So we started walking, and we just started praying. We held hands. Only about eight steps, and you got to turn around, and we switch hands. <laughs> one, two, and we'd walk, we'd walk, switch hands. we just walking and talking with God. There were things that I desired to do in the ministry that hadn't happened yet. 
And I knew that God had showed me things that hadn't happened yet. And we just kept walking in. And the Spirit of God came up on me. And I, I just kind of slid down by a chair and I sat on the floor. And if she's streaming, she could call in to verify this. And I began to pray in English. The will of God of things. She said, I just stopped praying and just listened to you pray. I prayed about the future of the ministry. I prayed about the staff that was needed. I prayed about what was going to take to, to get it done. I prayed it out. I prayed it out. I prayed it out. She heard every word of it. But the point was, it wasn't all in tongues. But I was totally operating from this place called in the Spirit. It came out of that place called in the Spirit. And it's not to, it's not to confuse, but I, I want you to know that just because we've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak with tongues, that doesn't mean that when you're doing it, that you're actually getting into that place to where you're at. You asked me that question yesterday. There's times where I've prayed, and I've prayed 15 minutes, and and I'm thinking, man, what, what have I been, been praying? Because I'm thinking about everything else but praying. Ever been there? Come on. Don't, don't look at me like I'm the only person that's ever. Come on, why don't you come up here and preach? Let me stare at you the way you stare at me. <laughs> but I know when this ends and where that begins, I understand that. People said you can't get God to do what God doesn't want to do. Well, I've never seen God where he didn't want to do. He already paid for it. He already provided it. You're trying to get God to do something over that he's already done. See, this comes by revelation of heart. The more we get it on the inside, the more we understand that God's God. I was called to the hospital. This was, uh, I don't know. It was before, it was a long time ago. Uh, and uh, my friend, Wayne Gardner, that's been here with me in California, and Pastor David's been there. We've all been to Africa together, and he's in Alabama now. Uh, he was on staff at a open Bible church called Open Bible Standard Churches. And I had just come in off the road. I'd been, I'd been gone over a week, I think, and I just came in. And uh, my phone rang. I was heading out of the house, going to the bank, the post office. I only was going to be home a few days, and I'm back out on the road preaching again. And he says, uh, what are you doing? I said, well, I just got in last night. I'm going to do this, this, and that, and I'm going to run some errands. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm over here at Good Samaritan Hospital. There's a lady in the church that the doctor says they've done all they could do. There's nothing that they can do anymore. That, uh, that she's going to probably die. He said, but I believe she can live. I said, well, I believe she can live. He said, if I had somebody who knew how to agree with me, he said, I, I believe we could get her healed. He said, I, I want you to come over. Well, it's not that far from where the post office was, probably less than 10 minutes. He said, just come up, get off of the 
I believe at that time it was the second floor, and he says, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll meet you there. So I got there. I got parked the car, went to the parking garage, went up to the second floor, and, and he was sitting there with the lady's daughter. And um, he introduced me to her, and he said, uh, he shared with what's going on in the, in the room in there. She's totally uh, unconscious. There's no sign. She's got every kind of machine that you could hook up on somebody. Twice the size that she was, she's all swollen up with fluids and, you know, everything that goes on. And, and he says, um, well, pastor, he always called me pastor. Pastor, uh, I explained to her who you are and the anointing on your life. So we agreed, whatever God shows you, that's what we're going to do. I said, no, I came here to, you said, come and agree with you. <laughs> now you feel the pressure like, now they're going to look to you. And I remember that tried to hit me hard. And, uh, and I said, all right, let's go. So we get into the room. When you walk into the room, her head was up here. So I came up to her, would be her right side laying there. Wayne stayed at the foot of the bed and the daughter went to the left side of her. There was some music playing that just wasn't conducive. I said, well, if you said whatever God shows me, that's what we're going to do. I said, the first thing we're going to do, we've got to change the atmosphere of this room. This music's got to go. I don't know who put it on. The daughter said, I did. I said, well, really, we've got to change this. See, what I want is to create a place for God to operate. You know, God's not going to operate in a, in a house of confusion. If you're having a hard time getting breakthrough in your home, I would start with some confusion elimination. I'd be getting on the same page and figure out what we've got to do to get peace where God can show up in this thing. Come on, we've got to give room for God. You've got to give room. When Jesus went to, to Cornelius' house, not Cornelius' house. Uh, when he went to, um, uh, oh, um, the man that stopped Jesus when the woman was there. Um, Jairus' house. Thank you, Pastor David. To Jairus' house, after the woman detained him for only God knows how long, they finally went to Jairus' house, and the Bible says that Jesus took everyone out of the house. You notice Jairus, it's not recorded, Jairus, Jairus' wife didn't say, well, you can't let, you can't send mama out. You can't send this one out. We, we don't want to hurt their feelings. Jesus called the shots. I love it. I've said it since first, from the first time I heard it, Jairus let Jesus take over his house, and the daughter walked out with him. There's something about letting Jesus call the shots in your house. Or something about it. Anyway. As I'm standing there. The word of the Lord came to me. Now when I, I, I don't say that flakily. I know when the word of the Lord comes to me. And I just heard in my spirit. Just say. The name. And I said we're not going to. 
lay hands on them. We're, got, we're not going to anoint with oil. We're just going to gather here and we're just going to call on the name. Not realizing what we're doing, we're getting ready to create a place called in the spirit. Jesus was going to show up right in the midst of this thing. And I started, Jesus, Jesus. Now you feel weird a little bit starting off. Jesus, Jesus. I said, come on. Let's start. I don't know where she was in her walk with God, the daughter. Um, but we had two in agreement. And she agreed with Brother Wayne that whatever the Lord showed me, that's what we'll do. So let's just say Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I kept saying, come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I, I didn't do anything other than what he said. If you just do what he said. And I just kept saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. We're two or three together together in my where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the Jesus, Jesus. And all of a sudden, the atmosphere began to change. Actually, that hospital room became a place called in the Spirit. The anointing of God, the Spirit of God sat down in that room. And when I had a release in my spirit... We talked and I left within 30 minutes. 30 minutes, she was out of the coma. 30 minutes, she was out of it. 30 minutes, she was out of it. 30 minutes, she was out of it. At a place where they didn't think it was possible, just by creating an atmosphere. See, there's places and there's things that can be done. Uh... I'm, I'm, I'm going to read scripture. I don't want you to think I don't know how to read the Bible. <laughs> I was out, I don't know how many years ago it was now. You know Tim and Kathy Halcom? Tim and Kathy? Tim the Beard? Oh, yeah. 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 In, church. in my church. <laughs> no, okay. And uh, Tim's dad was at the VA hospital. They called me. I don't remember where I was at. And... Uh, and so I went to the hospital. And right before I got there, he flatlined. The grandson was there, Tim. Tim was there. And uh, they wanted to talk with him. Now, Kathy and them would, would tell you this. According to the doctors, he was flatlined, gone. The word of the Lord came to me. Say the name. And we stood there in that bed room, that, that around that bed, and just kept calling on Jesus. His heart kicked back in. The nurse said, I've never seen nothing like it. That's what she told. That's what Kathy said. The nurse said, I've never seen nothing like this. He spoke to his son. He spoke to his grandson. They got everything cleared up they wanted to do. When everything was all done and set, he went on. There's something supernatural 
if God's people would learn to live free from frustrations, pressure, and stress, and know there's a place, as I brought up this morning in the prayer time, in heavenly places. We are seated in heavenly places in in Christ Jesus. We are seated in Him. That's a position. In this place called in the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I don't know, but I'm stirred in my spirit. I'm stirred in my spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 5, verse 14. Therefore I say, awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are... If they were evil back in this day, do you think they've got any better in this day? The days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Isn't that something? Paul told them then, you better understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, whereas is excess but be filled with the spirit this excess has another word tied to it it's called reckless don't be reckless speaking to one another in psalms hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Now, when we, we see here that there's something that we've got, we've got to arise to certain things. But we've got to be filled with the Spirit. Now, filled with the Spirit, I understand that we, we limited, you know, Pentecostal said years ago, if you'd asked me being raised in and uh, mainline traditional Pentecost, if, uh, if somebody asked me if non-Pentecostal peoples had the Holy Spirit, I would say they don't have the Holy Ghost. They don't have the Holy Ghost because I referred everything based upon speaking other tongues. But the more I understand that you can't be born again without the Holy Ghost. God come to dwell inside of you. His Spirit came to dwell in you. That's why when you got baptized in the Holy Ghost, it didn't flow in you. It flowed out of you. He didn't say, into your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The reason why it flows out of you, because when you got born again, He, the Holy Spirit, came and took up residence in your spirit. He took up residence there. Chapter 6. 
chapter 6. I'm going to start at 10. I wasn't going to totally depend on the time. I'm going to start at verse 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Now, we're talking about strength. Let me tell you something about being strong in God. You can't be strong in God if the devil stole your joy. The joy of the Lord is your no joy, no strength. Notice the things that are draining people's joy. Everything we hear, everything that goes on, things that are on television, it's designed to steal your joy. To remain strong in the Lord, you've got to turn some things off and turn other things on. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual weaknesses or spiritual hosts, our hosts, our uh, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now, he mentioned evil day over in the last chapter, didn't he? The evil day. That you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Have you ever asked yourself, how do you know if you've done all to stand? We, these, these are verses we quote. We tell people, now, 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 that, now that you've done all to stand, my brother, sister, stand. Well, how do you know they've done enough to stand yet? I'm not convinced everybody's done enough to stand. Well, how, how, how do you judge that? Because I still hear they're whining. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. Oh. Oh. No. When you've done enough, faith is going to rise up in you. The only thing that will come out of your mouth is, he's got it. It's done. You won't have to fabricate it. You will know when you've done enough to stand. You will know because there'll be a confidence in you. There will be no wine coming out of you. Come on. You've got to know, man. Stand, therefore, having, having girded your waist or your loins with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith where which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god praying always say always, always. praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit what prayer all prayer with supplication say all prayer, all prayer. With, supplication. with supplication praying with all prayer with supplication in the spirit now what prayers do you pray in the spirit isn't that amazing all prayer and supplication in the spirit 
Let me tell you, it's not enough just to pray. Thank God. You keep praying. You keep practicing. You keep practicing. But don't you quit until you know that faith has met God's power, God's anointing. And you have moved out of this natural belief realm into this realm of faith, the arena of faith, this place called in the Spirit. We have to be able to move into that. What I desire, it may not be easy to get there. I, I told you it wasn't easy. I gave you my examples while I was in prayer school. I felt like there's no way that I'll ever be able to do what they did. I was talking to Pastor D David about it, telling him now the people that I was with and uh, the things that were, were going on. I, I never could see myself praying through the night. I couldn't see myself praying and, and knowing that there's another dimension. that I, I couldn't see myself. But you know what got me there? It wasn't because I was called to preach. It wasn't because I had an apostolic call in my life. It wasn't because I went to Ramah. It was because I applied myself. I knew there was more than what I had. And I knew that God wanted to bring me into it. He wanted to bring me into it for me. But also, he brought me into it to show me how I could bring others into this. There's something about hunger. Let me, let me tell you what I asked God. I said, Father, if I don't, if I'm not able to do anything, may there be something about my life that will cause people to hunger more for you. That would want more for you. That would want more of you. May there be something about what you put on me that will cause people to want to live better, do better, pray more, walk more with you. Now, I don't know how that's worked across the board. But that's still my faith today. That what I've learned and the things I've went through and the battles I've gone through, that we understand what it is for people to live in this place called in the Spirit. You know, praying in the natural. Paul says, you pray in the Spirit, you pray into your understanding. You sing in the Spirit, you sing with your understanding. So we know, according to what we mentioned today, that uh, we don't know how to pray the will of God until we pray, let the Spirit pray through us. But I don't want just to yield myself to praying in the Spirit and tongues. I want to know that I've allowed the Spirit of God to truly pray through me. How, how many knows the difference? When you're distracted doing it, and when that ends, and this takes over. It's a supernatural thing. It's a supernatural thing. You know, uh, people talk about the miracles overseas and everything that was happening. Uh, Pastor David made a comment this morning. He was talking about Russia, and when he got caught up in the situation with with the uh, the former authorities and you know brought in uh, into uh, custody and all the other aspects that went with it uh, years ago I'm going to show you how this in the spirit works even when you're not even thinking about it once you get a confidence that in him I live 
and him I move and him, in him I have my being. There's something about this that you're not calculating every minute. Am I in him? Was here? What it, it's just now becomes a walk. As we call it, a walk of the spirit. Uh, there was a guy, I think he's passed now. I gave away all of the actual book books. I couldn't, and I didn't save one for myself, so I printed on, on PDF. It was called A Walk of, a walk of the Spirit, A Walk of Power. And uh, I still have it in PD form, uh, PDF form. And I saw it again the, the other day. I've read that book and read that book. Ron Robertson was the author. Isn't that powerful? That book is so powerful. It helped me so much. And uh, back in August of 95, uh, I, was, I was in Kenya, and uh, I think it was 95, I think it was 95, yeah. And uh, it might have been 94, I think it was August 94. Not that it matters, but it matters to me. <laughs> August of 94. Uh, I was in Kenya, and uh, we wanted to go do this meeting over in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. At that time, Dar es Salaam had a Islamic president. Every president election, they go from Christian to Muslim because of such the Muslim population on the eastern coast in Dar es Salaam, Dar es Salaam. And um, so I was there during that time of the Islamic thing and and uh, and during that time uh they were more allies with with uh libya uh iran that was more their ally flavor and americans are not really the most welcomed in some of that being young and dumb i didn't understand all the political ramifications to it but there's 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 two things you had to do to get into tanzania you had to have a passport, and you had to have a cholera shot. I never had a cholera shot, so we had to find a place in Mombasa to go get a cholera shot. I wanted to make sure it was a place that had clean needles. That's the first thing you do because you're young and you don't know. So I had to have a cholera shot. Cholera shots has been around for, oh, my gosh, uh, late 1800s and the 1900s. They were having cholera outbreaks, and it's been out that long. And so, But they only, they're only good for six months. Then after six months, you got to have a another one. And so I went and got this cholera th shot. I got into Tanzania, and uh, we we preached. And if people got born again in Dar es Salaam, you couldn't announce it. You had to take them and and talk to them privately, not over a speaker, because their life could be on the line. It's 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 detriment. So when I went in. The Kenyan that I was with went in first, same line, same person, stamped his passport. I went in, stamped my passport. He asked me a few questions, stamped my passport. We went in on Tuesday on a Tanzanian Airlines, going to leave the following Tuesday. Monday was one of their holy days, so we, lived, we went from a Tuesday to Tuesday. On the departure date, how many heard me just tell the story? A couple, okay. On the departure date... Of that trip, I went to leave, and they looked at my passport and said, uh, you overstayed your time in our country. You're supposed to leave yesterday. We're going to have to, we're going to have to detain you and wait for prosecution. 
Now, that's not what you want to hear. And uh, one side of me, panic tried to set in. The other side of me, faith set in. I tried to talk with them. I didn't, couldn't speak very much of it. I learned a whole lot of the language after that. I tried to talk with them. They wouldn't. Just like Pastor David in a situation, they wouldn't let me bring back the other guy to help plead my case. How in the world could he be brought in by the same person stamped the same time his is stamped to leave on the right day and mine's stamped to leave on the wrong day i think there's something here that's not right and i'm sitting there trying to explain to them and i begin to pray well they're speaking in swahili why, why can't i speak in tongues I don't, they don't understand me no more than I understand them at that stage of the game. I've only been, I've only, this is only my second trip into the country, into East Africa. So I started praying in tongues. I started praying in tongues until the fear left. Literally, I prayed in tongues until the fear left. Not realizing that I was stepping out of this realm of natural fear. And to create another place to stand in. Are you following me? See, I know it all now by looking back. I couldn't have told you this. I couldn't have taught this then. But I know now looking back what happened. Out of my lefts over here, a guy, well dressed in a suit, came over there and was given arm motions. And I heard him say, what is going on? Looking around. He says, what is all the commotion about? And I heard him tell him. He said, stamp his passport and get him out of here. I said, yeah, stamp my passport and get me out of here. I heard it all in English. And it didn't even dawn on me until I was talking to Kenny Gatlin many years ago. He said, why would, they be, why would he come over? Never happened again. I've never been in another country where somebody was concerned about something and they spoke in a language where you understood. Never. 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 After looking back at it, when Kenny Gatlin made that statement, I got to examine the nature of it and how they do things. I am thoroughly convinced that that man came over and asked them in their, in their language, what is going on? You're causing the confusion. But God opened my ears to hear everything. And what he saw wasn't taking place in the natural. What he saw, what was taking place in the spirit. He saw the warfare taking place in the spirit. And he thought it was taking place in the natural. Let me tell you, when you are able to stand there and knowing that there is another position, not this earthly position, not this earthly kingdom, but this heavenly kingdom, a place called in him, a place called in the spirit. God can work on your behalf and deliver you out of anything. Amen. Now, I don't like just getting into these things that have stories to preach about. But there's something about this place called in the Spirit. And I believe God wants us to get a hunger and desire to walk in this place. John 
in the book of Revelation. I started seeing this all over then. John said on the Isle of Patmos, I think chapter 1, verse 10. He said, I was in the, on the Lord's day. Well, he was on a prison island. But he said, I was in the spirit. In the spirit, say it's a place. It's not a how. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I thank God that there is a place called in the Spirit. Now, how do I get there, Pastor Ken? I'm glad you asked. You're going to get there, first of all, you're going to hunger for it. You're not going to create a spiritual atmosphere that doesn't really exist. You will yield yourself to a familiar spirit if you if you just try to go in there and hear something supernaturally, oh God, I need to hear something, whatever. Don't don't do that. You just worship God. You gotta have a hunger to just worship God. And then you've got to not only develop a life of prayer, you have got to become more conscious of when you pray in tongues that you don't allow your mind to continue to journey on its own. You snap it back. You snap it back. So I did certain things to keep it snapped back. I learned to do this in prayer school. You remember the story where Jesus came walking to the disciples on the water and they thought it was a spirit? And that's the time that Peter cried out and said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. Was Jesus going to lie to him? No, Peter, it's water. Don't, don't do it. He said, yeah, it's me. Come on. And Peter got out of the boat. And as long as he kept his eyes on the word, Jesus, the word, Jesus, the word, Jesus, he walked on turbulent seas. But when he looked away from Jesus and the Bible said he saw the winds boisterous, he began to sink. That's a distraction. I wanted this so bad that I began to pray in the Spirit. And when I saw my mind begin to wander, I put myself on that boat. And the only vision that I had of Jesus, what you'd see on pictures, and I would fix my gaze upon Jesus and I begin to pray. More in the spirit and tongues. I said if Peter didn't see the wind boisterous, he stayed focused and he did something supernatural. I'm not going to look at all the other stuff that's trying to get into my mind right now. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to be concerned about what I did and what I didn't do. I focus upon him, Jesus, the word. I focus upon him, Jesus, the word. And I'm going to pray in the spirit. I'm not looking for an experience. I'm just looking to him. I'm not looking for a supernatural experience. I'm looking for him. So hunger got me. And then I decided that I have to make room to pray. It's amazing. If you're hungry, you'll take time to eat. 
if you're driving a long trip and you get hungry, you'll stop to take time to eat. When you get hungry for the things of the Spirit, you will stop and take time to do it. It all comes from hunger. So I knew that I was going to have to dis discipline myself in this prayer. I knew I was going to discipline myself. But when I made, when I saw this, that Jesus, Jesus was Jesus, and, and he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. But isn't Jesus the word? So when I saw that Jesus, that Peter didn't step out just on water, he stepped out on the word, come. So now, as long as I begin to stay in the word, look to the word, look to Jesus, and pray from that position, it's now changing what goes on in my life. My life was altered by building an altar with God. I don't know how to simplify it anymore. Where's the altar at the church? No. Wherever I got up and made me an altar. I want you to hunger for this. I want you to hunger for the things of God. Amen. I want you to hunger for it. This is, this is a journey. It's, it's a journey. It's a life journey. And it's available to all of us. Amen. It's available to all of us. I want you to close your eyes a minute. Don't stand yet. Just close your eyes. The Bible said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus, we look to you. We're not here trying to be abnormal. We're not looking for some supernatural experience. We're looking to you. Father, I believe this church, this man of God, this, his wife, his family, that have labored from day one in the founding of this ministry. I thank you that you have a plan and you have a purpose. He's wanting to teach ordinary people how to live extraordinary lives. He's wanting you to reign supreme. And you're wanting to put an army around him to do it. People that will be strong. People that knows how to stand in adversities. People that don't get weird in rough times. People understand that there's a walk in the spirit. There's a talk in the spirit. There's a prayer in the spirit. There's things that we have to accomplish here, Lord. There's things that have got to be accomplished. And I'm praying that you anoint this house. I pray that you anoint this house. I pray that you anoint this house. As an apostolic voice of authority in this place, I decree the anointing on this house to be stronger, more vibrant, the light to become the lights brighter. People will become more attracted 
to the vision and the purpose and that it will be a place for the supernatural the pure supernatural a place where God stands supreme Father I thank you for it I thank you I thank you I thank you I thank you Lord 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 I thank you that we know how to get into a place called in the spirit in the spirit I thank you Father in oh mama mashole proto rabaso ke lefrande Oh, yes, yes, yes. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's stand. In the name of Jesus. 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 Laying on of hands is meant for some things, but it's not meant for all things. I can't lay hands on you to pray. I can't lay hands on you to change your confession. But what I can do, if a battery is weak and it won't start the car, you can jump it. You have... A full battery that you connect to a weak battery and the full battery jumps the weak battery and as long as the weak battery begins to run the weak battery charges on its own I can't lay hands on you to pray but I believe there's people here that has a hunger and it's like you just your battery is weak you have a hard time getting it going but you want this more than anything. I'm going to lay hands on you like a jumper cable. And I believe that God is going to jump start something in your spirit. And you're going to go ahead and walk out with this. Amen. Amen. If you desire that, I want you to come. And I want you to be right here. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. If there's more than what's across here, usher, just help me so people don't line up deep. I don't know. This is a different kind of anointing to jumpstart. But I want us to understand this. Has this stirred anybody tonight? This has really stirred my heart tonight. I, I knew, going, I knew going, going into this that I was just going to begin to speak some things out of my spirit. God has really been dealing with me over the last weeks. I, I really believe in my heart. Over some of the challenges. That I have fought through. In recent times that I got this expectation of my spirit I'm going to go a notch up on this I'm going to notch up there's too many churches that are losing 
the move of the Spirit. There's too many churches losing what it is to live and operate in the Spirit. And there's going to be people that hunger for this. And I believe that God will draw people to this house. Not because it's greater than all the other houses, but because it's going to provide something that they yearn, yearn for. A place of the Holy Ghost. Pastor Barkley, many years ago, laid hands on me in Indianapolis, Indiana. And he says, you will be known far and near as a Holy Ghost man and a man of the Spirit. I hungered for that. But the way he said that and what came on me that night, I know there's places that I've not been yet. And this meeting has done something for me as much as I hope it does for you. And we're not done yet. God's, God is designing. Designing. God doesn't change. We only know in part and see in part. But we're going to see this thing fully. We're going to see it fully. Come on, lift your hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor David, very few pastors even respond to stuff like this. They never want people to think that I'm the pastor, you know, I have it all. But your heart and the way you submit to the Word of God and the way you submit to authority, period. And the, really the compassion you have. There's a compassion about you that not everybody sees. They see a part of you. But they don't all see that God-given birth compassion that brings the anointing of God. Where I would pray for others first and pray for you last, I'm starting with you. And this supernatural compassion and supernatural anointing is going to set on you to where it's not just noticeable to you, but it's going to be noticeable. It's going to be seen. It's going to be experienced. It's going to be felt. It's going to change and transform. It's going to bring a safety and a security. It's going to bring a confidence and an awareness. It's going to bring a place in the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. 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 It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. Oh, my God. There's places in your heart 
that's been dry. God is, God is moistening that right now. The rivers of God. There's rivers of God. There's not going to be a dry spot in your heart. It's going to overflow. It's going to be overwhelmed with the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus. 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 In the Spirit. You help lead them there. You help lead them there. You'll help lead them there. You'll see the way and you'll lead. You'll see the way and you'll lead. You'll see the way and lead. In the Spirit. In the Spirit. Folks, come on. You keep your faith. Keep your faith. Keep your faith. In the Spirit. We jumpstart. We jumpstart. We jumpstart. We jumpstart. We jumpstart. We jumpstart in the Spirit. We jumpstart in the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The power of God. The power of God. The power of God. The power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's go this way, then we'll get to the second line in here. All right. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The power of God helps you. The power of God helps you. The power of God helps you. The power of God jumpstarts your spirit. It jumpstarts this. It jumpstarts this. It jumpstarts this. It jumpstarts this. It jumpstarts it. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It jumpstarts. It jumpstarts. It jumpstarts. Oh, the power of God. The power of God. The power of God. The power of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The power of God. The power of God. The power of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The power of God. The power of God. The power of God. The power of God. In the name of Jesus. The power of God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, our spirit, our spirit, our spirit, our spirit, our spirit is charged. Our spirit is charged. In the name of Jesus. Our spirit is charged. Our spirit is charged. Our spirit is charged. In the name of Jesus. Charged. Charged. It's the anointing of God. It's charged. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help me, where do we at? Right here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name oh, in the name of Jesus. Charged. Charged. In the name of Jesus. Charged. Charged. Oh, Father, look at the hunger of these people's hearts, Lord. Look at the hunger in the name of Jesus. 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 In the name. In the name of Jesus. 
spiritual jumper cables, spiritual jumper cables, charged with this, charged with this, charged with this. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. It's for everyone. 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 In the name of Jesus. 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 In the name. The name. The name. The name. That's where the power is. That's where the power is. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. 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 Circle my back over this way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Let's all, even though you've been prayed for, let's stay connected. Come on. The last has the, the right to have the same kind of anointing. The last has the right to have the same kind of anointing. In the name, in the name, in the name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's lift our hands. I want it to be just as strong on the final leg as it was in the beginning. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, we jumpstart. We jumpstart in the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. 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 Is charging it. Is charging it. Is charging it. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus.